Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Welcome to the business show that will change the way you look at your business practice, your organization, and yourself. This is Let's Get Radical with Liz Gold and Jody Paydar. On today's show, you'll get the straight scoop on what it means to be radical and how it can help you become the next success story. Now, here are your hosts, Jody and Liz. Jody, Liz, Jody, are you ready? Liz, I'm totally ready. Are you ready? Totally, totally ready. Let's get radical. So welcome. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar, and you're listening to Let's Get Radical Business Talk Unfiltered. And I'm so excited to be here again with you today, Liz. Um, but first, we have to give a couple shout-outs to our awesome sponsors, um, one being Bill.com. And Bill.com, the founder of Bill.com, actually was one of the entrepreneurs that um, fundamentally changed my firm and my life. And he he invented this online payroll software um, like over 10 years ago, and that was what started me working with clients differently and using the cloud to do that. And now he um, runs Bill.com, which is essentially what he's doing is he's cloudifying, if that's such a word, um, the idea of AR and AP. And so they are now one of our sponsors. And also a second shout out to Avalara.com. And Avalara um, makes sales tax easy, right? So it takes the burden of sales tax compliance and just makes it easier via cloud filings, et cetera. And um, so we're so grateful that they're sponsoring us. Absolutely. And um, we, we couldn't do this show without them. So um, a big shout out to them. And um, the other thing I wanted to do is I am so excited today to introduce our guest, and our guest, um, I'm kind of biased because she's actually a customer of mine. So, um, so I, I, I guess I have a little bit of bias towards Janelle. But Janelle Allen, who is going to be speaking with us later in our show, is um, she's a serial entrepreneur. She's a writer, and she creates professionally um, professional like online courses. And she designs the curriculum for them. In 2012, she actually quit her job as a senior instructional designer at Pearson Education. And she launched um, a venture called LearnWise, where she managed the development of online courses for corporation and for corporations and universities. And after three years of doing that, she decided, um, you know, it was time to do something else a little bit different. And she took that experience. And she is embracing a new vision, and that's to share her knowledge of online courses with entrepreneurs. She has since launched Zen Courses, which is a resource for online entrepreneurs who want to make online courses that get results. So, Janelle, did I do a pretty good job introducing you? <laughs> you did a great job, Jody. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So welcome to the show, Janelle. We're really thrilled that you're here. And, you know, your site, Zen Courses, has a ton of resources for small businesses who want to sort of get into the online course space. So if you are somebody that's been thinking about it, you know, sort of on the fence, definitely check out uh, Janelle's website, zencourses.com. 
co is that correct yeah yes not.com.co. yes okay um so you know we're gonna we're gonna be talking about um how to develop an online course and what you need to know and sort of the secrets behind it um but you know we're we're just coming off a weekend so you know we kind of have to like get into the vibe here how how did everybody's weekends go so my weekend was pretty good (laughs) Okay. Well, that's good. You know, we're, we're ready to roll up our sleeves and get into it or, um, you know, a little bit. (laughs) No, actually it's funny because, you know, you get this weekend and, um, being an entrepreneur myself as well, it's kind of hard to decompress over the weekend. So, you know, you're busy all the time and then you get this extra day and it's kind of like, Ooh, what do I do with myself? So I don't know. Do you have that feeling too, Janelle? I do. It's so funny. I actually tweeted about it yesterday. It's like, okay, everybody's finished eating the barbecue or whatever, and, you know, the kitchen is clean, and then you can tell all the entrepreneurs are sending emails, <laughs> checking their yeah, inboxes, yeah. you know, doing admin. I, it's totally a problem, but it's a good problem to have to enjoy <laughs> what you do. Yeah. For me, it was a catch-up day, for sure, like getting things done that I haven't had a chance to do or doing prep work. So, you know, but but tried to get like a little bit of sangria in there too, you know, celebrate. <laughs> Emails with sangria. How is that? <laughs> you know, I mean, try to keep it separate. But um, so that's cool. So, you know, I just want to say we've been getting a lot of feedback um, from listeners um, about our first show and we want to say thank you. You know, you can can email us at Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org, you know, for questions or if you have you have somebody that you think should be on the show. Um, we're also on Facebook, um, and that's Let's Get Radical. Just, you know, type it in and we should pop up. And, um, yeah, so we're super psyched to be here next week. Jody, you want to tell everybody where you're going to be next week? So next week, I'm actually going to be in Las Vegas for an accounting conference for a bunch of CPAs. (laughs) And it's kind of funny because people don't realize that CPAs actually have a lot of fun when they're in Vegas. They party hard. (laughs) They party hard. (laughs) And and we're going to be talking to actually one of my mentors as well as a phenomenal CEO of a nonprofit. Uh, about how he's doing things differently in the nonprofit space for CPAs. So I'm excited about next week's show as well. And it it's just, um, it's going to be good to get out of um, town to uh, hang out with some other CPAs because that's where we, you know, do radical kinds of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, what happens in Vegas, what stays in Vegas? But I don't know, maybe you'll tell us something that's going on in Vegas when you... Get on when we get on air. <laughs> I, I might just share a little something. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So should so, we get into the show? Yeah, I definitely think we need to get started because Janelle has so much awesome stuff to share with yeah. us. Yeah, it's gonna be like a tease for everybody. You're gonna have to really follow up with Janelle to get dive into you know the deeper p- part of the pool. But we're gonna get you started uh, today. So, so Janelle. Um, what made you want to become an entrepreneur and kind of jump from the corporate space and start your own business? Wow, that's a big question. Um, you know, <laughs> like a lot of entrepreneurs, I've always dabbled in, in things here and there. Uh, while I was in grad school, actually, I was a copywriter 
I helped pay the bills while I was in grad school. And after grad school, I, I just, you know, did what a lot of people do and decided to, to go into corporate work. I actually did some consulting uh, and contracting before I, I went on with Pearson. But it just seemed the natural progression, right? You know, you go to grad school, you get a job. Somewhere along the lines of working at Pearson and kind of with everything else that I had been doing, I just started to realize, hey, I could do this on my own. You know, I I think I always had those entrepreneurial roots, and really it was just an opportunity opened, and I kind of saw some things were changing at Pearson. I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I already had those entrepreneurial roots, and I thought, I'm just going to go for it. And that's that's exactly what happened. You know, I can't say that there was this moment where I just was so fed up with work. I really enjoyed my work at Pearson, but it, it was a combination of just being entrepreneurial and seeing an opportunity and just taking it. So I think that's interesting that you had kind of that side job mentality, right, where you had already kind of started to get your feet wet before you actually jumped, which I think is common amongst a lot of entrepreneurs. It's like they're starting to dabble, but they're not quite sure. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I talked to some of my entrepreneurial friends, and there's different stories, right? You have those people who, you know, they sold candy in, in elementary school, and they were always selling things. I'm not one of those people. Um, I, I was one of those kids who, whenever I was asked to sell something, I just didn't want to do it at all. Um, but, you know, for me, it really came down to the other side, which I think a lot of people share the same story of, just having this drive to go out on my own and, and, and just have my own path forward. And that's really what has been my entrepreneurial journey. Um, it's not about selling people things, you know, that they don't need. It's really about solving problems and being able to create my own day and, and my life. Right. I mean, it's really, I think that's at the heart of it. It's right. It, it's like, how do you create you know, your own future and, and what steps will take you to, to that, um, which I think is a common path for many entrepreneurs. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree. And what's interesting to me now is like how you're kind of changing it up, right? So you've been on this path for a couple of years and now you're kind of reinventing it. <laughs> Yeah, so you, you spilled a little bit of the story, you know, in the intro. But essentially, like you said, in 2012, I left my corporate job, uh, which, which was very nice, and I was wor- already working from home. So, like I said, it wasn't about being disgruntled or anything like that. Um, but I left my corporate job, and I started LearnWise. And essentially, I was still creating online courses, but now I was doing it on my own and, and working with corporate clients. Um, and especially still creating higher ed courses for uh, publishing, large publishing companies. Um, and then I just got to a point, I did that for about three years, as you know very well, since I'm a customer of yours, but did that for about three years. And on the side, I guess this goes back to the side hustle, I had always been blogging on the side. It's something I just kind of, I don't even know how I got into it, but entrepreneurs started to find me through my blog, and when they found out that I designed online courses, this is when online courses were starting for entrepreneurs. And they would ask me questions. I get these emails 
And for a little while, I tried to serve both audiences, right? I tried to serve my corporate customers and to help entrepreneurs, but it became really clear that I had to pick one. And so at that time, I picked the one that was, you know, paying the bills. I picked the corporate clients, and I ran with LearnWise for about three years. And, you know, it was a successful three years. But I always had this, I don't know, nagging feeling of, you know, I really want to do something for entrepreneurs. And it just never went away. It was one of those things where, you know, year after year, if you keep having this thing and it just keeps coming back. So finally, in 2015, last year, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't not do it is really the only way to describe it. And it also came at a time where, you know, I kind of wanted to do something different as well. So I said, you know, why not? I'm still getting these questions. Why not create something, take the knowledge that I have, and help entrepreneurs create online courses that get results? That's so cool. Yeah, you have a lot, like I said before, you have a lot of resources on on your website. And, you know, I'm just curious, you know, what, are there a certain type of entrepreneur you work with in certain industry, or is it just sort of run the gamut? It really runs the gamut. I mean, so online, I specifically work with online entrepreneurs. I guess that's one way that I differentiate. And what that means to me is an entrepreneur who's building an online business. And that's not to say that if you're not building an online business that you can't have a course or anything of that nature. But essentially, right now, in the online course sphere, so online courses are not new. Um, They've been around in higher education, in, you know, corporations for a good 15 years. It's not new at all. But for entrepreneurs and small businesses, online courses are brand new. And so, really right now, entrepreneurs who are building online businesses who maybe have services that they have expertise in and now they want to start teaching that to Mm -hmm. other people, online courses are brand new to them. And so, that's Mm -hmm. really who I serve, people who now want to take their expertise, productize it, and teach it to other people. Okay, great. And so, when we come back, we're going to talk more about that. and we're going to talk about what kind of courses people can create and how do you know when you're actually ready to create a course. So stay tuned. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. 
Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and uh, we're talking to Janelle Allen, who is the founder of Zen Courses, and uh, she works with entrepreneurs to sort of help them create online courses. So, um, Janelle, um, we were before the break. We were talking about you know the types of businesses you work with and how you had to make a choice between you know when you were just starting out between your corporate clients and working with entrepreneurs, and you made the decision to to work with entrepreneurs. Um, you know, so when an entrepreneur creates an online business. What is the point where they will be ready to create an online course? Is there is sort of is there like a milestone or what what how do you gauge that? Yeah, that's a great question, Liz. So the answer is is like a lot of things. It's a little bit complex, but one of the key points, if you're an entrepreneur and you have an online business, so let's say you set up a website and you start a blog. And ideally, you create some way for people to subscribe to what you have to say, whether it's a newsletter or some people call it a mailing list. Um, that is a key component. And that is because that helps you to build your audience. It helps you to engage with your audience. Whatever your expertise is, when you start to get questions about specific things and you can see that people are struggling with a specific area, if you are able to provide a solution in that area, then that is a key indicator that perhaps you should make an online course. So it really starts with your audience. I always like to, to emphasize that. And then digging into what their pain points are or what I call expensive problems are and then knowing, okay, I'm seeing these patterns. It's time to create a solution. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you know, the the content creates itself if you're paying attention to what is coming at you from your clients or your customers. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's key. If you're listening, if you're paying attention to the questions, if you're, you know, researching your, your audience and problems in the market, you'll start to see what what's needed. 
So I know this this next question is it's probably could be a podcast or a radio show all of itself. But um, how what are some of the tips that you have for somebody to build an audience that maybe has like ten people, you know, or you know, t- just a Facebook following of like you know their friends and family? Yeah, the first thing kind of touches on what I just mentioned, and that is you want to have your own platform. So mm-hmm. create a website and create, uh, sign up with an email newsletter service, whether that's, there's a lot of them out there. MailChimp, ConvertKit is one of my favorites. Um, AWeber is another one. You can choose whichever one. It, it doesn't really matter what you start with, but start with something so that you can begin to create a list. And what that means is you can, you can, people can subscribe to your newsletter. They give you their email address in exchange for something of value that you provide. So that's the very first step because those mm-hmm. are going to be your future customers. Mm-hmm. And once you have a list of your customers, then that's a key element for when you do begin to create products, whether it's a course or an ebook, you have someone to sell that to. Mm-hmm. Without that, you're kind of trying to figure out how to sell your course and, and how to put it in front of people. So this kind of flips it and allows you to work backwards. So, so before you even step. start, right? So before you even start, you're almost building your online marketing community, right? So mm-hmm. like you're, you're building that marketing piece before you've even um, thought about what's going to be in your course, correct? Yeah, I mean, you're building... You're building your list, or you can think of it as warm leads, you know, people who want to hear from you. When someone, psychologically, when someone subscribes to your email list, they're already warmed up to you. You know, they already are saying, I'm interested in what this person has to say. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so it it makes sense to have have a website and create. You know, a lot of people think Facebook is, is where everything starts and ends, but really, there's nothing better than setting up your, your own site and having your own email list. Mm-hmm. And is there a certain number that you should reach before you go ahead and create a course? Or does it, you know, maybe you have 10 really engaged followers um, or subscribers and you're like, okay, I'm going to create a course. And, you know, seven of them ultimately decide to sign on. I mean, is that is that too small on the scale or um, or can it just, you know... Can it be anything? Yeah, that's another great question. So there's a lot of opinions on this. There are some people mm-hmm. out there who will tell you, you know, you need to have a 1,000 people. Uh, some people will say you need to have 10,000 people on your email list. Um, I would say based on my, you know, as you both know, I also have a podcast where I, I interview course creators, successful course creators, and what I have heard runs the gamut from anywhere from 250 to on up, but I would say about 250 people is a great starting point. I do mm-hmm. know people who have started with, with just 100 people on their email list, but I think 250 is a good minimal viable audience, and that okay. is because it really matters who's on your list. So if it's just family members who really, <laughs> you know, they're just subscribed because they want to support you, that's not necessarily a qualified list. You want to get people outside of your family and friends, you know, who are actually potential customers, target customers for what you have to offer. Right. Now, are, in terms of, so say you have, you know, your list and you're, you're ready to go, you know, are there different types of courses um, you can create or is there 
you know, a pop more popular course than, you know, others? Or, you know, how do you decide what kind of course to develop? Yeah, so before I answer that, just a key thing I want to point out is with your email list, it's important to know that only about 2%, 2 to 5% of your email list will actually become customers statistically. So mm-hmm. that's just another reason why it's important to build that list up. But to get back mm-hmm. to your question, uh, is there a specific type of course? There's a lot of different types of courses you can create. What I have been advising people now is to create a funnel of products. So you really want to have different products that meet specific needs based on your audience. So, for example, for my audience, they are creating online courses. Well, some of them are, you want to think about their journey. Some of them are starting out. No, they don't even have their course idea. So that's something that's in the works that I'm creating to help with the idea. Next step is, okay, I've got the idea for my course. I've validated it. And now I need to know how do I actually go about organizing my course content. So that could be another mm-hmm. product. You know, and then it's, you, know, you could create a, a master class. There's a lot of different options. There's email courses. There are video courses. There are audio courses. That gets into the technology. At the end of the day, I tell people the technology doesn't necessarily matter. What matters is the outcome and the results and then figuring out what's the best way to present that information. Mm-hmm. And how does somebody go about figuring it out? I mean, is it, if it, it doesn't matter on the media. Like, how do you decide which medium to use? You know, is it something you gravitate towards, something maybe that you already know how to use in terms of the technology? Like, how do you figure that piece out? Yeah, it really depends on the, the topic that you're teaching. So, it, for example, if you're teaching something that's more visual, that's going to require you to, you know, show people things, then that's going to, it's going to require you to have either use a video or have, you know, slides like PowerPoint or Keynote, some type, of, some type of way to get information visually in front of people. But there are also people who have courses that are entirely text-based. Um, you know, a good example would be people who teach coding, Sometimes you don't necessarily need to have videos to show people how to code or program. There are other ways that you can do it. You can have, you know, more textual. So it really depends on the topic and and how it needs to be presented for people to learn. Okay. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. And and is there anything people should avoid, like when they're going through the process or when they're trying to make a decision about which way to go? You know, what's something that they should avoid? I would say to, to avoid thinking about what the course is going to do for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the point, you know, where mm-hmm. you want to start is what, with, with your learners. You know, one of the things that I talk about so, so much is being learner-focused. And that is because ultimately the success of your course is going to depend on the success, success of your learners. If you're able mm-hmm. to pinpoint what their outcomes, what their desired outcomes are, and then create content that's going to solve those and give them the results they're looking for, then that is going to lead, be one of the key factors to creating a successful course. So it shouldn't be all about the money then. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. put it, you know, just, but that's exactly it. That is exactly it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, that's great stuff, Janelle. And I hope everybody at home are, you know, taking notes. Um, when we come back, Jody is going to get a little bit into your financial underwear drawer. And uh, we'll talk about more about, you know, the business side of your business. So everybody stay okay. tuned. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A.com. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Let's Get Radical. I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Paydar. And our guest today is Janelle Allen, who is the founder of Zen Courses, which is an awesome uh, resource hub for entrepreneurs who want to create online courses. I want to just take a quick minute and uh, thank and give a shout out to our sponsors, Avalara and Bill.com. We could not be doing this without you, so thank you. And uh, Jody is going to take it over and and ask Janelle all about her. What are you going to talk about? You're going to dip into her financial underwear drawer. So I don't know. There's could be a lot going on in there. 
<laughs> totally, Liz. So what's interesting to me is um, I, I'm kind of at a, an advantage here in that I've known Janelle for, um, I think, a little over two years and that we've been working together. But um, I want to really touch on kind of her journey and um, how she's learned about her finances, um, you know, throughout throughout her entrepreneurial journey. So I'm going to start, Janelle, with with a question of um, when you actually started your business, did you connect to any professionals or did you just Google it and jump in? Because I know I came in later in the game. So how did you actually start, um, you know, with the financial side of your business? Yeah, so I did I did have a CPA when I first started, and um, I just found him via Google, um, and he got me started, you know, and that was essentially it, but, you know, where you came in, I didn't, I found after working with him for about a year that I didn't know, I still didn't know anything about my business numbers and, and how things were doing, and so that's when I found you and <laughs> started to really get some <laughs> insights into what was going on because you just, well, you already know. You're excellent. For anyone who doesn't know, Jody Tadar is the best CPA on the planet. Oh, you're making me blush. <laughs> yeah. But, like, for me, I, I think what's really interesting about your journey, too, is you started in cloud accounting, right? Like, you never actually used a QuickBooks desktop or a desktop version. You actually started using the cloud. Can you tell us kind of how you ended up in the cloud or yeah. why you started using cloud product? Well, okay, so you want the full story. So the full story the full is story. I <laughs> I am a you know, I'm a techie. I'm always online. I'm one of those people who, you know, I I like to pay my bills online. I want to do everything online. I don't you know, I don't want to deal with paper if I don't have to. And so when it came time to starting my business, I knew that that was really important to me. I found I don't even remember how I found out about Zero. I think I just Googled online accounting because I just figured there has to be a way. And I was looking for a CPA who could, who would use Zero. And I got to say, there weren't a lot of them. It was hard right. to, at that time, it was hard to find one. Um, and, and I, like I said, I just wanted it for the ease and the convenience and not having to use QuickBooks. You know, my, my very first accountant when I first got to Chicago was, you know, she just wanted to use QuickBooks, and she wasn't open to anything else. And, you know, I didn't keep that relationship because of that. So that's really where it came from, just my own practices and just being very tech-oriented. Right, and I, I think that's kind of how the early adopters of cloud product came about, right? They were already used to being online, and they didn't and, – and I bet, too, when you started using – um, the cloud or like zero, it was just like, oh, I can do this and I can do this online. But I bet you didn't actually realize um, how it would change the relationship you had with your advisor, right? The ease of yeah. sharing information and all that data. Because I, I don't think most entrepreneurs even think about it, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, I can definitely look back. So since I've moved to Chicago, I've, I've worked with three different accountants and I can see a very distinct difference in each relationship as, you know, and each one had a different relationship with the cloud. The first accountant who didn't want to be involved with it at all, everything was very transactional. You know, it was, 
I would have a conversation, she'd send me a bill. That was it. The second one was a little bit better uh, as far as things being more convenient. And then finding you and being able to have more conversations about business, my business, and how it relates to the numbers. That is where things really, you know, zero and just being on the cloud allowed us to see things more holistically and talk about other things and not just have that transaction of we talk, I give you money, and then we don't talk again until I have a question. Yeah, that's. I, I don't think that makes for a good relationship with your accounting <laughs> partner. Yeah. But the sad state is, is we know that there are lots of professionals out there who work with that. Um, so then I guess I want to go a little bit deeper and talk about um, not necessarily your accounting, but maybe how you've looked at pricing things a little bit differently in your business, because I think pricing becomes part of your financial underwear drawer or invoicing or however you're going to develop a new um, business model, et cetera. So how have you looked at pricing over the course of your business or how it's evolved? Well, if I'm completely honest, when I very first started LearnWise, um, I had no clue about pricing. But I did have insider knowledge because I was, uh, my former employer hired me. <laughs> so I kind of knew how things should be priced a little bit. But I was really just running and gunning. I, I didn't know. Um, later on down the line, around the time you and I started working together, I started to understand things like profit margins and and using more of a cost-plus approach, which mm -hmm. at that time was a, a big improvement, you know, being able to say, okay, I've got to pay my, my subcontractors this much, I want to make this much in margin, so this is what I'm going to price at. That, even just that small step, made a huge difference because it, it just changed the game as far as the revenue and being feeling like I was more in control. Um, but as you taught me and as I learned through research, cost plus has that limitation, right, because you're just setting a specific margin, and what you're providing could have more value than that, but you don't know. And so that's really been the next step for me is value pricing and studying value pricing. In fact, I just created a guide on value pricing um, and, and just pricing products as opposed to services, which is a whole nother ball game, especially for online courses. So wow. figuring out the value. And I think that's really good because I love the way you talked about your journey, that it doesn't happen overnight because I think too many people think that like, okay, I'm going to jump into their financial underwear drawer and they're going to have all the answers immediately. And, and I think that it's part of data and part entrepreneurial journey. And how do you merge those together to get the success for the entrepreneur that the entrepreneur wants, right? And so I love the way you just explained how it's been a journey, you know, overall, right? With either working with the CPA and then also the journey of how you've gone to to pricing differently. And then I think probably in this, because I know you, um, this has probably helped you kind of think about too, about changing who you want to work with and helping figure out, you know, what you need to do to work with entrepreneurial businesses versus just, you know, selling services to a corporate client. Am I correct there? Yeah, you are. I mean, so services, to me, 
services are a great way to, if you want to start a business, I think services are a great way to get started, um, especially if you can do it from home. There's low overhead. Um, pricing, for me, was easier to figure out when it, when it was about services. When you start to make the shift towards products, that's where it gets a little bit more challenging to figure out the value for a product. Um, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So, so to tie together how your numbers actually help you, like, kind of create the journey that you want as an entrepreneur, right? So, like, by knowing the data, by understanding the numbers, you can actually, um, I think, make more strategic um, moves versus just kind of going blindly, right? Whether, whatever those strategic moves are going to be, because now you have actually probably a little bit of data behind your intuition. Because I always say, you know what, most entrepreneurs know in their heart what their numbers are telling them, but now they have the data to actually back it up and to kind of help them make a little bit better decision. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, pricing is all about experimentation and data. And I think a lot of people, they, they're so afraid of pricing. I know because I get the questions from entrepreneurs all the time, um, and it's important to remember it is a journey. It is about testing different price points, especially when you're talking about products, and that you can always tweak it. I think that's something that people forget. You can always adjust your price. You're typically going to price low. You can always increase it. And then you have all those data points to refer back to. And then you can start looking at things. Because I think most people don't start looking at things from a business number standpoint when it's about pricing. But if that's okay, if you don't start that way when you have those data points, then you can really start looking at your business numbers too and factoring that into your pricing. Right, because then you can actually tie in your sales components as well, right? So like if yeah. you if you can marry them all together, you know, that's the ideal utopia world. Now, you know, even I know that, you know, there's no perfect world, but the closer we can get to it, the better off we're going to be. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I guess what's the next step for you in kind of taking this data and moving with it? Or have you not thought about that? That put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah, you did put me on the spot. You know, right <laughs> now, the, the next step for me is, so up to this point with Zen Courses, I've been focused on creating a lot of value for people and, and through free content um, with the blog, the podcast, and I have some free courses. So for me now, I'm getting into creating my paid products. Um, just launched the first one. And so the next step for me is to release those products and test out, you know, the price points and make those adjustments based on the feedback and the value that's within the products, within the courses themselves. So that's really what it's about for me. Um, the step beyond that, we'll just have to wait and see. No, and I, I think that's a good I think that's a good thing to focus on as well, is that as you build out content and you create value for your future customers, like we talked about the marketing funnel earlier on and your list, et cetera, is that's when pricing really becomes um, perfect because then you have enough customers that you don't feel like, oh, I have to take this customer because otherwise um, nobody's going to buy anything, right? So that you have the ability to say no to bad customers, which helps your business so that you're working with people who you like and, and, and customers 
that you want to work with as opposed to just taking whoever, you know, is willing to pay um, maybe not a premium, and I don't even want to say a premium, maybe not a regular kind of price. Maybe, um, you know, they're at rock bottom prices and that's what your funnel will help you do. Um, but I could go on and on about this because, you know, I love this stuff, but we actually have to take a quick break and we will come back, um, in, in just a little bit and, uh, kind of wrap up what we've all learned, what we've all learned from Janelle today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a small business ready to work remotely with a CPA who is passionate and radical? New Vision CPA Group is a firm that understands the latest cloud technologies and will work with you for a fixed monthly price. We understand that tax and accounting are important, but the everyday insight into your financial data that helps you make critical financial decisions is priceless. We're with you every step of the way at New Vision CPA Group. Visit newvisioncpagroup.com today for more information. Advance and evolve. Liz Gold, owner of Rhino Girl Media, provides a wide range of services to those looking to get their message out into the world. Her specialty is simplifying the complex, finding the juice in any story, and helping people find their voice. Rhino Girl Media is a communications and media company that promotes the innovative and creative work of business people, independent artists, and nonprofit organizations. For writing, editing, blog posts, web content, press releases, branded content, and consulting, visit rhinogirlmedia.com. Tax compliance can be a pain for businesses, but Avalara's powerful tax automation technology simplifies sales tax and other business taxes with real-time tax calculation and automatic return filing. It's simple to get started because Avalara works inside your accounting, e-commerce, and point-of-sale systems. That's why thousands of the world's best businesses outsource their tax compliance with Avalara. Shouldn't you too? Learn more at Avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Let's Get Radical with Jody Paydar and Liz Gold. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-790. You may also send an email to Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to Let's Get Radical, and I'm Liz Gold, and I'm here with Jody Padar and our guest, Janelle Allen. Uh, Janelle is the founder of Zen Courses, which is a resource hub for entrepreneurs, interested in creating online courses. We've been really talking about a variety of issues. And um, during the break, actually, Janelle brought up something around, um, you know, how entrepreneurs can avoid trading time for money. Um, Janelle, you want to address that? Yeah, you know, I just wanted to 
share for any anyone listening who is a freelancer or offers a service, maybe a consultant or contractor, who's listening to this episode and thinking, well, where do I start? How would that even be valuable? Well, one of the key things, one of the great things about starting to create courses and other products is it gets you away from trading time for money, which, as we all know, has a limitation, you know. What happens if you can't work for a certain amount of time or you get sick or have a family emergency? When you have that model, you're limiting, you know, your options and your opportunities. The way to get out of that and the way to begin to have some residual income to really change your life is to begin to offer products. And you can do it from productizing your services, so going from consulting to offering packages of coaching and things of that nature, all the way up to creating products like courses and ebooks and and other things. And so it's just a really exciting time, and I'm very enthusiastic, and I want people to to explore moving in that direction and moving into this new economy that we have. So speaking of products, you had mentioned in the last segment that you have a new one that you're working on. Do you want to tell us about it? <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 not launched yet, but I will give you a sneak peek. So I am working on two products. The, the first one is for anyone who is starting out with online courses and trying to figure out, okay, what is which idea should I go with? So what I'm creating is a way for you to choose the best idea for your online course. And also the second part of it is how to validate that idea. So there are a lot of people who create a course and, you know, sometimes they launch and it's crickets. Well, how do you avoid that? How do you validate that people actually want what you're creating? So that is the very first product and it will be launching um, within, I'll say, mid-June haven't got an exact date yet, but if that's your situation, thinking of creating a course, that's coming. There's also a master class that I'm creating later in the year. The best way to find out about that is to head over to the site and sign up for updates at zencourses.co. Great. And I, I'm, I'm just wondering, is there a success story that you could share with us, you know, maybe somebody who had no idea how to create an online online course, didn't even maybe know what they wanted to share with the world, but then they created this thing and it ended up becoming very successful? Do you have any stories like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I have a story of one of my coaching clients. I, I don't do a lot of coaching now, but one of my clients, her name is Allie. And she is a, a therapist, a psychotherapist to be specific. And kind of similar to something Jody talks about as far as being different from the rest of your your industry. And Allie, there aren't a lot of therapists who are teaching things online. There's a lot of reasons for that. But she had this idea to create an online course as a supplement to anyone going through therapy. Um, very mm-hmm. forward-thinking. And she had no idea how to go about creating a course. So we worked together to put together a course and figure out, you know, what should go in it, what people actually needed to learn, how to go about creating the content. And she just launched her course. She had a a small launch just to to validate that people wanted it. And she got about uh, 25, 30 people signed up um, in Mm -hmm. the the first launch, beta launch. So... 
to me, that is a success story wow. because that's just a small, you know, it's just a small route. But once she launches it out to everyone else, and I think she's going to do phenomenal. Wow, that's amazing. And it's so cool that it's a therapist because sometimes you, 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 that's not somebody you would typically think would create an online course. Totally. You wouldn't even, I was, when she told me, I, I hadn't even thought about, I mean, and that's the thing with online courses. You asked me before, um, are there any specific types of people that anyone with expertise in a particular area can create an online course as long as there's a need, other people have the need to learn that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome success story. So, you know, we just have a few more minutes. So I wanted to make sure that you were able to tell us a little bit about your podcast as well. <laughs> yeah. So my podcast, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's called The Zen Courses Show. You can find it on iTunes as well as Stitcher. And the podcast is centered around the idea of hearing the stories, the behind-the-scenes stories from successful online course creators. A lot of times, if you're an online entrepreneur, if you follow any online entrepreneurs, you always hear about the numbers, you know, how much money they made, et cetera, et cetera. You don't hear about how they got the idea, how they figured out how to make the course, you know, the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, some of the challenges that they went through and how they overcame them. And that's what the podcast is. It's about giving people a real-world inside peek into how to go about creating a successful course. And it is published weekly, so you can go to iTunes now and look up Zen Courses Show. You'll find, you'll find it, and you'll be able to check out all of the episodes that launched, I launched last September. So there's quite a few out there. That's so cool. And Jody, you were a guest, right? At one point? Yeah, I was actually a guest. You was. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we talked about pricing. Yeah. Yeah, you guys went really episodes. deep. Wow. That's awesome. But I am so thankful, Janelle, that you were able to join us today and um, really connect with us about your business and kind of the, the financial underwear piece and all of it. Because, um, you know, one of our goals of the show is to really just dive deep into small business and, and talk about the real story. So whether it be helping them, helping other entrepreneurs with products such as like Zen courses or why you would create product to, um, to further your business, or whether it be just giving people the real story of how their businesses have evolved, because I think, you know, these overnight successes take years, right? So I'm so thankful that you were able to join us today. Yes, thank you, Janelle. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's definitely been a pleasure. So next week, um, we're going to be in Vegas. And well, um, you're going to be in Vegas. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I'll still be in New York. (laughs) Um, And we hope you'll join us. And if you have any comments or thoughts about our show, feel free to email Jody and Liz at letsgetradical.org. And thank you for listening. so much for tuning in to Let's Get Radical. Please join Liz Gold and Jody Paydar again next Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. This week, it's time for you to get radical. Radical.
Let's Get Radical is brought to you by Avalara, sales tax automation for businesses of all sizes. Visit us on the web at avalara.com. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.